When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good on this fine Monday. It's right around 1 o'clock when we're starting to record. Um, a big day, just in general. I had... My internship interview earlier, um, and just a great day because it's our week five team power rankings. Um, one of the best episodes, I say it every week, but this is actually probably one of my favorite episodes to record because we get to f- touch on all 30 teams. You hear our opinion every week on all 30 teams um, on Monday, so just think it's fantastic, and um do we want to hop right into it, LJ? Yeah, let's get into this. This is, again, a very exciting week. Um, very much ready to talk about some of these teams. And I guess the big story here to start, the story we've all been waiting for, the story we've all been wondering about for the fourth week in a row. Brandon, the Cincinnati Reds are your unanimous last place team. They are, but it's important to note they were four and three in the last seven days, LJ. They were four and three in the last seven days. Uh, if you haven't heard this debate, we'll give a little, uh, we'll give a shortened version of what we did at the end of yesterday's show. When they were five and one. <laughs> on this, when they were, when they were five and one. 
And I had to remind Brandon here, yes, that is a great stretch. However, even with this great stretch, even with being six and four in their last 10, they are still two and a half games in last place. I feel like if you, if you have been so poor that you can be two and a half games into last place after having a really good week, you definitely don't deserve the next step. Absolutely not. No, uh, you're you're completely right about that. They're still arguably the worst pitching staff and arguably the worst um, lineup. So, yeah, that's that's where we stand right now with the Reds. They're thirty. LJ, who else you got? Twenty nine to All 26. Right. So from after the Reds, I've got the Nationals here at twenty nine. Really tough week for them. Then I've got the Tigers at 28, the Red Sox at 27, and the Royals at 26. Brandon, don't ask me why I moved the Royals up. It just, you know, overall, just quality of play, I guess. I mean, they moved up one slot from last week. Red Sox, they had a they had a 62-hour um, stretch where they were undefeated. That's a good stretch. That's a good start. That's progress. But Royals just overall looked better, looked more consistent this week. I'm gonna push back on the Royals thing. Um, I so I have the Reds thirty, Royals twenty nine, Nationals twenty eight, Pirates twenty seven, Orioles twenty six. Um, LJ, the Royals this week. I know that they went. Uh, where is it? They went three and four. Um, they somehow managed to get negative pitcher war, That's like okay. a, accumulate <laughs> for the whole week. That's fine. Their entire pitching staff in 59 innings accumulated negative 0.3 Fangraphs war. I mean, it's not like they weren't pay- playing good competition. I mean, no, they, they certainly but, were. But this go, is they got to re- go to Camden Yards. I mean, <laughs> this is a replacement level <laughs> pitching staff here. Um, Brandon, how much? more could you ask for a team that had to go to Camden Yards? Oh, I know. It's where the Yankees are at tonight. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure once we talk about the Yankees towards the end, um, that'll certainly play into things. Um, but That's yes, Royals stuff. Royals moved down from 27 to 29 in my rankings. Nationals 28, they stay the same. Um, Orioles at 26. I mean, actually, like if we're seriously talking here, um, they're they're fourteen and twenty one, but they still have the worst run differential um, in the AL East. Um, and yeah, they're gonna be a hundred loss team, the Orioles. Uh, I think. Still, we'll see. Again, they're not ninety losses. Like, ninety losses. Yeah, they're not making like terrible, terrible mistakes. Like as much as like minus thirty one runs isn't good. Like we're talking, if we're talking about who's similar on that, you're talking about the likes of Detroit, Washington, White um, Sox, the White Sox, um, or yeah, the White Sox. I mean, even the Rockies are close there too. So yes, sometimes you just blowouts are blowouts, but I'd honestly kind of almost rather lose big than lose tight consistently. Yeah, no. Then at least you're not wasting guys. You're not wasting pitching. And most of the time that's either just because one person fell apart or you just work flat out not the more talented team. Like, if you just get flat out outplayed, that's usually when you get these big losses. It's not a team that's finding ways to beat themselves. 
no, you're you're absolutely right about that. And the Orioles go three and four this week, so same as the Royals. Um, but yeah, they they move up to the top part of that bottom five for me at twenty six. Brandon, let's go through your twenty five through twenty. Unless you had anything else to cover in there. No, uh, I'm all good. The next five teams, I've got Tigers at 25, A's at 24, Rangers 23, Cubs 22, and the White Sox, or excuse me, the Red Sox at 21. Um, you know, touching on the Tigers, they were 4-4 four and four this week. Um, I know they played a doubleheader there against... Um, was it no it wasn't Baltimore Tigers played a doubleheader against somebody um because I was listening to it it was Oakland it was Oakland that's who it was um yeah they you know they're still they're still an interesting team um four and four on the week is certainly not not bad um I we just think that they're just a little too young they're still a few years away um yeah and especially when you consider like all the injuries and stuff like they haven't been healthy at all this year yeah which makes it even harder for this team, a uh, young team to grab momentum when your best players have all found a way to not be there. Javi Baez misses time early. Currently, they have um, – oh, yes, I just was checking on Matt Manning. But Casey Myers and Matt Manning, their two best young pitching prospects, or rookie, or rookie pitcher and a second-year pitcher that should have made the All-Star game his first year. Like, these are very talented, very crucial pieces for this team that aren't there right now because of injuries. You've got guys like Spencer Turnbull, too, who, again, again, eventually will be back and will be a big part of this team that isn't there. So they're they're not healthy. It's never a good thing. Even when he's playing well, it's not a good thing when Eduardo Rodriguez is your piece of quality on your team. But with that being said, also Tariq Skubal has um, had a really good run of it this year through seven starts, 2-5-0 ERA looking really, really strong in year two to start. Either way, this just isn't this isn't a good start for them health-wise in any way, shape, or form. LJ, take us through your 25 to 21. And 25 to 21, I've got the Oakland Athletics at 25, the Pittsburgh Pirates at 24, Cubs 23, Rangers 22, and the Orioles at 21. Again, the Pirates and the Orioles... Honestly, I don't have a good reason for entirely great reasoning for um, Orioles being above that far above the Pirates because I really like what the Pirates have done. It just, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Either way, I like both what both of those teams are doing from a coaching standpoint, from a development standpoint, because you're not the most talented team. You actually might be like the second and third least talented teams in this group, yet you find ways not to beat yourself. Like, I believe I called it um, – what was what was my term the other day about the Pirates? The most inexplicably competent team in baseball? Yeah. Like, they just – they find ways to win games because they just – they're just – they're playing solid baseball, even if they're not the best team. And that's something I like I, I like watching. It's good. It's a good – a feel-good moment. All right. For number 20 to 16 – I'm going Diamondbacks, Rockies, Marlins, Guardians, and the Phillies come in at 16. Uh, I moved the Rockies down to 19 just because, LJ, this was a rough week. They go 1-5. Um, 
they're still at 500, but the the pitching is start starting to look a lot more like the old Rockies teams that we're used to. I mean, they've already allowed 188 runs. You look around the National League, there's not too many teams near that mark. No, I mean you you kind of had to expect it at some point though, right? This is good pro- this is really good progress for Colorado, but at the same time it the, no one was expecting it to be their year. You at least you got a run though, where you kind of got to see exactly what this team could look towards sooner rather than later. I mean, the farm system really needs to get bolstered as well. But this is this was a this was a promising month and a half for them. It's something really you can build on. Absolutely, and um, other than that, on my list, not not too much to talk about with those teams. The the Guardians. Uh, they had themselves uh, only five games this week, so not much change, change there. Um, you look at a team like the Phillies, who just wrapped up a weekend series with the Dodgers. Uh, they go 5-2 and two this week, so certainly um, a lot to like there, and I think that they could start to move back up my rankings a little more. I already moved them up three spots from last week. All right, well, my uh, tw- or, yeah, 20 through 16, I've got the Miami Marlins, then the Bl- Toronto Blue Jays, formerly of Dunedin and Buffalo, the Colorado Rockies, the Seattle Mariners, and the Chicago White Sox. Seattle and Chicago, really strong weeks. Honestly, I, I can't complain with that, from especially what we saw from them form-wise previously, especially the Mariners, you know, you go – into New York and you're able to stay competitive in all of those games. Like you find ways to make things interesting. Jesse Winker decides to play the villain for the entire series and just make it so much more fun. But Brandon, can we take a minute to stop and talk about the, I guess to call it the continent continental disappointment, the Toronto blue Jays. What's going on here? Yeah, uh, what's going on is absolutely right for Toronto, LJ. They are 1-4 this past week, and I really don't know what's going on. A lot of fans have been blaming the bullpen quite a bit. Um, I don't really know what to blame here. No offense whatsoever yesterday against the Rays. The Rays really had a great series against them. Uh, over the weekend and then of course last week it was the Yankees playing them in that two game series judge has the massive walk off home run um just and just an awful um week for Toronto well Brandon uh, the bullpen honestly I know it's the 21st 21st in ERA but like there's no one that's like necessarily killing you like it's not a lot of like bad situations I just also want to turn myself towards the offense because this was supposed to be what this team hung their hat on and really like the one spot that they couldn't make much changes. We were questioning as they started talking about going after Jose Ramirez and Freddie Freeman, where do you play all these guys? Cause everyone in the lineup was so good, so talented, so necessary. And then all of a sudden now you look at them 21st in runs 22nd on, on base percentage, somehow seventh in home runs. But I believe the majority of that production came in like the first three weeks of the season these last two weeks their bats have been ice cold especially from that power standpoint 
Yeah, and, you know, they've allowed uh, Tampa to just kind of cruise right by them in the standings. This, this Toronto team was one that just like a little over a week ago were right up there hanging with the Yankees. Um, and now they're sitting seven and a half games back of the Yankees. They're three games out of the top wild card spot, which is uh, held by Tampa, uh, who's only four and a half out of the Yankees. So I know it's early, but certainly not the week that Toronto was hoping for and has had a lot of people, including me, who picked them to go to the World Series coming into this season. Um, certainly questioning a little bit uh, about that choice. Yeah, the whole thing has just been so it's just been it's so frustrating to watch because this team is better than everything that they've played even in the good times. I don't feel like I can say that this team has been good this year. Yeah, uh you're absolutely right. Let me run through my next few teams. Number 15, I have the Mariners. 14 Braves, 13 White Sox, 12 Cardinals, and 11 Toronto. Uh, LJ, let's talk about the Cardinals, who picked up a big win last night on Sunday Night Baseball against the Giants. They get all over Carlos Rodon. I believe it was like 10 hits, 8 runs through 3 innings. Um, They uh, have looked really good. They end up winning on Saturday as well, so they um, take the last two games of that series versus the Giants. On the week, they end up finishing 3-3, uh, three and three. but Albert Pujols makes his uh, pitching debut last night. LJ, did you have you seen any highlights from it? Uh, what did I've you seen, have to make of I've it? I've seen a fair few. It, it's glad to see. I mean, at this point, why not? Let's have a little fun with it. Let's... Uh... Let's get him in there. Get those get those opportunities. Everything everything you can do to help out the team. Let's get there. What I'm more interested in now is he gets another record, or he will be getting another record sooner rather than later. Of course, he's got plenty of accolades on him as well. However, he's now going to have the highest ERA of anyone that's going to be in the Hall of Fame at 36. Wow, that is <laughs> quite impressive. I'm not sure if you saw Adam Wainwright's tweet, but he was like, uh, he was like, hey, uh, Albert Pujols, it's okay. I allowed a home run in my debut as well. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. And he's the oldest player to make his debut, right? Or the second oldest? Uh, I want to say second oldest to make his debut as a pitcher. Um, it's yeah. awesome, and especially when when you're winning whatever it was, fifteen to three or fifteen to two. Like, why not? Especially because these teams, a lot of these teams, are running into really tough parts of their schedule. Why not save an inning um, and just throw Pujols out there? Like, because at some point, even if it was to get so bad and he couldn't get an out, like, you know, it it, it always works out. It seems in those situations. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, overall, it's a great, um, great time. And I also don't want to, I don't mean to bring this up, beat this dead horse to the ground, but he probably is the oldest, oldest person to debut as a pitcher. Let's be real here. If things were up to snuff, we'd be talking about 47 year old Albert Pujols taking the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. I digress. Brandon, did you hear about what happened with Jordan Hicks this weekend as well? You told me a little bit about it. Um, 
prior to the show, but certainly yeah, so, um, lay it all out for us. So basically, in one of the strangest situations I've ever seen, there's a rule in the rule book that you can, can't have certain colors in the main part of your glove. Like the leather can't be that. The piping can be whatever color you want, but the main part can't be like whites, silvers, really just things that are, would be distracting to the batter. Because when you think you've got a white ball right next to a white glove, that's going to be very hard to see. That's going to be a little dangerous and overall just not a competitive, way too big a competitive advantage. So Jordan Hicks walks out with a glove that I believe had some form of white or red or red in it. And the umpire wanted nothing to do with it. So he came over and said he couldn't use it and went to like disqualify the glove. So he brought another glove out. Brandon, I don't remember what color this had on. I don't have the video in front of me, but this one was illegal as well. So he gets his second glove thrown out. The one of the manager, the manager, the bench coach, somebody brings out a full stack of his gloves. There's like five gloves, like a mitt, like his arms are full of Jordan Hicks's gloves to show to the umpire. The umpire picks three that are legal and has him pick between them. And frankly, I'm surprised that one of them was even picked by him because there was this, it was a very light tan glove. And there was people speculating that he picked that one just so he could tell him he couldn't use it if he chose it. It's I've certainly not heard of anything like that um, in like other sports. Like I, I remember in the NBA, the guys used to be able to wear like the arm sleeves that said Supreme, like that that uh, that company Supreme. They could wear that. Jimmy Butler used to wear like the the tie around headband, so you'd have to tie it behind you. Um, and then they got rid of them, and the players were really mad that they couldn't do that. That's like the really only other sport where I can think where there's a rule against kind of stuff like that. Um, so well, the NFL is also ridiculously oh yeah overprotective of the like cleats and stuff. Um, Which is dumb. I think we also need to talk about like the elephant in the room here. This is a pitcher. Yeah. Why on earth does he have eight gloves with him? It just seems like a Jordan Hicks kind of thing, doesn't it? Like you just throw. I mean, <laughs> You're not wrong. He seems like a pretty silly guy. Just yeah. Here's my love eight. head, or is that what we're calling it? That, love that head, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that 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 probably uh, yeah. Scratch that. Um, yeah. Glove enthusiast. Yes, glove enthusiast. Glove aficionado. <sighs> All right, LJ, take us through your next group of teams. Um, that would be great if I remembered which, where we were. Um, we are in the f- 15 through 11, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so 15, we've got the Atlanta Braves. The 14, we move up to Cleveland Guardians. Then 13, we have the Arizona Diamondbacks. 12, the Twins. And 11, the Philadelphia Phillies. I've got two I want to touch on in here. First off, go to Zona, Brandon. Go to it's Zona. go to Zona season. The go to Zona Diamondbacks are just – I'm – pleasantly surprised at how well they've been able to keep things going you know they're one game above 500 this is a team that we had in last place going in through through one week yes they had a down week but that just goes to show how little we thought of this roster how little we thought of the talent that one bad week was so easily able to sway us but all of a sudden you've got you've got everybody that you thought had potential in this rotation is showing every single bit of its potential. I mean, 
Overall, again, the resurgence of Zach Davies, great to see. Madison Bumgarner, has he turned the corner? Is he back? Do you think he's back to Mad Bum status? Like, are we, are we saying he's past the early thirty wall? He is slightly below Mad Bum status, very slightly. But would you, you'd say he's back to being a prime pitcher? He's good. He's good. I, mean, I, I think, I think one seven eight over thirty innings is a little more than good when you when you've seen what this guy's capable of doing. I mean, he'll past. probably be the Diamondbacks All Star this year. He'll probably Ooh. represent them in the All Star game. I'm not even sure on that one. If, if oh. every team has to send somebody right now, I think it's got to be him. Yeah. What about Zach Gallon? Could be Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon, your younger, more it marketable could be both guy. Of them they... If the Diamondbacks somehow manage to keep staying over 500, Zach Gallon. Honestly, Zach Gallon could get in on his own without having to be the uh, one guy. Like it's not like he has to necessarily be the guy chosen from the Diamondbacks. With the way he's playing. He could easily be the guy. We're talking 34 innings, 35 strikeouts, a 105 ERA in six starts. He gets a seventh today, I believe. This is just, this is a great, this is a great run of form from everybody. You've got three, two, two guys here that are just kind of in the early offshoot of being able to break out into their career. And they're doing it right now together in Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen. And then Mad Bum, I mean, We've talked about it time, time and time again on this show, this pattern where a lot of pitchers break down in their early 30s. Some of them get it back. Some of them don't. And usually the guys that get it back are the ones who play till 40. So I'm really hoping, you know, I, I don't want to make too much of this until we get to Memorial Day. But this is something I want to check in on next Memorial Day because or after Memorial Day because I really think this might be Mad, Mad Bum's turned the corner back towards being a really, really good pitcher. All right. Number 10 through number 6. Twins, Rays, Padres, Giants, and Brewers for me. Um, so the Padres drop from number 6 to number 8 on my list. The Rays drop from number 5 to number 9. Um, you know... I, I do feel kind of bad having to move these teams down, um, but I just feel like there was teams that had better weeks than than both of these teams who ended up going three and three. At the end of the day, um, the the teams that end up being really good at the end of the season are the teams that do not have weeks where you're going 500 or lower you're consistently winning your series and that's not to say that either of these teams played bad at all but i just think that um this kind of range you know between six and ten is good for them right now uh the twins stay at number 10 for me as well um they're making this al central uh a battle and this could be one of the divisions that I guess unexpectedly might go down to the wire here um, I really enjoyed watching them play and you talk about their pitching staff LJ them in Arizona in terms of the the pitching staffs that have surprised us the most this year for sure yeah and it's just it's great to see but you're right here there's just there's too many teams that we were expecting to be good and rosters we trust that are finally breaking out right now for all of the good, really good teams, probably even better teams than them, 
that are just having mediocre times. Like it's just, it's no one's fault. It was breaking my heart. I'll go through real quick. The Giants at 10 and the Rays at nine Padres at eight Cardinals at seven angels at six. Like it was breaking my heart to move the Padres. The Padres get moved down from five last week to eight through no fault of their own, but the angels keep playing their butts off. The Cardinals just came out against a, out of a great series against the Giants. And I think part of it too, you know, recency bias does play into effect, but momentum also plays more than, more than recency bias, momentum plays into effect. And when you emasculate a team the way that they emasculated the Giants last night, uh, that, that's got to count for something in my rankings. But the other team I wanted to touch on, and we kind of um, missed him on our last, in the last section, Philly, great week. Capped off by the, by this series win in LA. That was not something I'm not sure if that was Brandon, your had some other thoughts, but that wasn't something I was expecting to see this weekend. They were one out away from sweeping the Dodgers on the road. That's a great, great time. Yeah. You know, I think I might be underrating the Phillies a little. Um, they've played so many games against teams that are above 500. Um, they're 12 and 11 in those games and they're 17 and 18 overall. So really a lot of their losses have come to teams that are not above 500. I know that they've struggled with the Marlins quite a bit this year, who are now starting to falter a little bit. And the Marlins have certainly not played well against teams that are above 500. So, um, you know, I should maybe give the Phillies a little credit. I know you have them at 11, um, but you're right. They were that close to sweeping the Dodgers and making the Dodgers potentially 4-10 and 10 in their last 10. All right. Past that, I don't think there's anything else I really wanted to touch on in this 10 group. Just again, solid week at the office. Yeah. Oh, ex- exactly. It's, there's, it's very crowded here at the top for sure. Let me give my top five. We're going Angels, Astros, Mets, Dodgers, Yankees. Um, I'll start with the Angels, kind of work my way up. Uh, In the past week, LJ, the Angels threw a no-hitter. Okay. Okay. uh, Shohei Otani hit his 100th career home run. Okay. Mike Trout had a multi-home run game. Okay. Taylor Ward hit a grand slam and continues to remain hot. Okay. And they went five and two. That's a solid week. That's a top five That's team okay. in the league right there. Yeah. It's a top five team. I, I can't couldn't complain with that. Number no. four. Oh yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, like the Astros at four, even though you look at the standings and um they're tied right now. Astros, we can still both agree, have all the momentum right now. They might have the most momentum in the league since they switched to this six-man rotation. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And it's, again, we want parity in the game, but we're not getting parity this year. Like, we knew this team was talented. I really didn't think that anyone was touching this team. Um especially in their own division right now. This is this team's just – they're too good on offense, especially considering that they're underperforming right now. Like, they're way underperforming the talent in this lineup. And the pitching's able to somehow keep them afloat through all of that when 
some of these guys haven't even had that great of times. Like, again, we can still ask for more out of some of these guys based on what we've seen in the past. So th- this team is just terrific. Number three, I had the, uh, excuse me, I had the Mets. Um, they almost had an, another crazy comeback yesterday, uh, but they do come up short um, and they lose to the Mariners. I think it was like eight to seven. Um, they went three and three on the week, uh, but their offense still has the best on base percentage in the league. They have the sixth best team ERA. Um, and now we're really going to see what this Mets pitching depth is made of with Tyler McGill heading to the IL. Yeah, it'll be interesting. This team, again, we covered it a lot yesterday. Definitely go back and check that out. But they're just plucky. Like, they know how to get the job done enough. Like, this is a team that's found a way to basically master winning series. They've lost one this year. They haven't swept any, but they have lost one. That's a great skill to have. That's a great uh, situation to be in. All right. Number two, I have the Dodgers. Like LJ said, um, they, they lost three out of four to the Phillies at Dodger Stadium. Uh, Kershaw heading to the IL. I still keep them in the same spot. Remember, my, my rankings are more about season-long um, rankings. LJ's react a little more. Um, on a week-by-week basis. Absolutely no issue with either of our rankings um, being that way. But, uh, yeah, the Dodgers I'm still keeping at two. Um, rough rough weekend for them, but they should. I can't see how they're not fine. And then I move the Yankees to number one. Uh, Nestor Cortez is a legitimate AL Cy Young candidate. Um, he leads the AL and ERA at 1.35. Yankees are tied for the best team ERA so far this year. Um, and they're top five in the league in runs per game and OPS. So not really much more to ask for out of the Yankees. They they really took care of business this weekend. Um, and all of the losses that they've had this year have been really close games where it was like we blew it because we didn't have because we didn't come up with the big hit um, at the right time. But there was like runners on base or we were only down by like one in the ninth inning trying to come back. So I, I'm putting them one for now, but it, it, it'll obviously change um, at some point. But at least the Yankees for right now, I think that they're pretty clear best team in the league for now. Yeah, I went, I'll just run through my five real quick. Dodgers, Brewers, Astros, Mets, Yankees. Uh, so this is three weeks in a row we've been agree- in agreement at the top. Yep. And honestly, it's interesting because there's not a ton when you especially look at like last 10, there's not a ton, ton that's dividing the Dodgers and the Brewers, but just the Dodgers have played, I'm not worried about them, but they have played poorly. And especially when you're looking at, all right, what has a person's like what has a team's production done to prove their talent the Dodgers haven't done enough if anything we were talking we were arguing whether it's a big three or a big four last week the way the Dodgers played and the way other teams have just now that the Astros are getting more consistent the Dodgers played this into a big five like they pulled that not only did they did the Astros pull themselves into that mix but they certainly got outplayed by the Brewers who were the team that we were talking about, whether they were in that mix. And I'm not going to 
I'm not going to freak out about the Brewers rough week because this is a 10 game, I believe 10 or 11 game road trip that they've been on. And it wasn't bad losses. I feel like, you know, you lose a series to Cincinnati. That's not ideal, but you go out, you back that up by going out and winning the Miami series. More importantly, if, if one of their best players t- finally turns things on and turns it around, that isn't, this isn't a talking point because they've won both series and they're clearly into that top five, that upper echelon conversation. No one's having that argument and debate if Brandon Woodruff doesn't keep going out there and getting shelled. No, seriously. And if they pitch well the first weekend, I think you made this point last week. If they if if a Corbin Burns doesn't get blown up opening day, we could be still be talking about this this Brewers team very differently, right? Yep, hundred percent. That's why again, that's part of why too. I'm like, I'm not gonna panic over one guy's performance. Like that's not gonna be indicative of the group. Meanwhile, the Dodgers, you drop you drop games to the Pirates, you drop multiple games to the Phillies, and they weren't like they were quite handily given. Yeah. So it wasn't one guy just screwing things up. That's that's the difference between these two for me. Well, LJ, um, anything else, any other teams you want to touch on here? Um, I think we've grabbed everything that I really wanted to talk about. Okay, well, um, thank you guys for listening once again. Check us out, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. Until then, uh, we will see you. Have a good day, everyone. See you Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.